Welcome to See You Uncovered. Today we have on Kyle, a 25-year-old entrepreneur from Queens, now residing in Tampa. Kyle graduated with a bachelor's and MBA from the University of Tampa. He is the founder of King of the Cards, a sports collectible business specializing in cards, memorabilia, and now social media content. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Of course. So I always start with this question, who is Kyle? Who is Kyle? Um, sometimes I don't know, but I'd like <laughs> to think I'm someone that's very passionate about what I do and uh, chooses to do what makes me happy every day. So I'm very fortunate in that sense. Someone that's very goal-oriented and driven to try to get a little bit better and keep having fun while I'm doing it. So I think that's a big part of why I do what I do. What sparked your passion for collecting? That definitely started when I was growing up. So I was always a huge sports fan. And yeah, I was an athletic kid, but not athletic enough to get past Mm -hmm. a certain point. So I think it always kept me attached to the sports that I was so passionate about. I had my card collection. I had autographs. I loved going to meet the players when I was a kid and trying to get their autographs. And it just helped me feel connected to this thing that I had already cared so much about. And it was that perfect medium where once I got to a certain point for me and I was no longer playing competitively in any sport growing up, got past high school, that it always held a string attached to me. Mm. And I kind of put it on the shelf throughout college and circled back to it, as we could see now, obviously, but definitely got started because of that love of sports, love of the game and wanting to be as attached to that as I could possibly be. Did you always want to start your own business? Yeah. So I I think that was something I knew super early on. I didn't like having a boss. I'll say that. I I didn't (laughs) like being told what to do or when. And so that became a thing for me very, very early on where I, I really wanted to be able to dictate my day start to finish and kind of, you got to have a lot of discipline about it, but kind of do as I please to a certain point, you know, that's something I take a lot of pride in being able to choose when I'm waking up, when I'm going to sleep and everything I'm doing in between. So it doesn't come without a lot of dedication to it, but I would take it over anything else every day of the week. So I I knew that that was kind of the path I was looking for and was in college, was about to start taking my MBA and it hits you really quickly that you got to make a decision here on what you're doing and you're looking left and right. Where am I going to work? What do I want to do? It starts creating a lot of pressure. And so I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to say, all right, well, I got a year of this program left. So in this time frame, I'm going to give it everything I have on that front and either walk out to it being up and running or I'll go take the extra degree and I'll go get the same jobs that everybody else is. And that's okay. But i worked hard and uh, nobody gets anywhere without a little bit of luck. So I was, again, just grateful and fortunate to be able to see it all the way through. So walk me through how you started the business, King of the Cards. So the business side of it, when I was pre-college, because the whole college era kind of, it was on the shelf. But pre-college, I was even a kid going up, you know, 15, 16, 17, going getting these guys autographs and then flipping them and making some money from them and getting new pieces and making money that way. Mm -hmm. So the seed for it was planted 
at that point, the actual business where I said, okay, I'm going to do this thing came when I was about to start the MBA, like I was just mentioning, and I just fully committed to it. I didn't know what it would look like. I think a lot of people struggle with that, the fear of not knowing, but I dove head first, kind of jumped off the cliff and said, okay, like we got to figure out how to fly here. We're going to hit the bottom. So it it became an everyday and uh, I had just made a decision. So it started officially there and I was sitting in the back of my MBA class is not something I'd necessarily openly encourage, but I'm sitting in the back of there making deals. I'm online, I'm buying, selling, replying to messages, really building this thing up. I, I didn't have a following on social media at the time. I wasn't doing content. I was simply mm-hmm. bread and butter business, turning money into more money, utilizing a tool that I am personally passionate about. So you need to have a certain amount in your opinion, of cards to start? Or do they have to be more so like the best, not the quantity, rather the quality? So I started with seed money per se, and it came, I was working in a nonprofit uh, down here part-time when mm-hmm. I was in college. And I really didn't touch much of that money. I was kind of still, you know, under my you know, family accord. So, you know, I was able to put aside some money. My, I wasn't paying rent out of pocket, get food out of pocket while I was in college. But I always promised myself that as soon as I set foot outside of school, that I'm on my own and I'm very independent in that way. So yeah. that was kind of how I went about that. I was taking this money to put aside and as a savings, not knowing exactly what I'd use it for. But once this presented itself, it wasn't cards that I had at first, it was cash. It was cash and an understanding of how the industry worked and a love for it. So I took that money. I want to say it was about $10,000 roughly that I had just saved up, set aside throughout the months of not really touching it, working part-time. And that I dug immediately into the card market per se. I started that allowed me to buy and have some ability to work through that. And, you know, you turn... 10,000 into 15,000. And it just compounds on itself Mm -hmm. as you continue this process and stay committed to it consistently. So it really just started from a lump sum of cash, a lump sum of cash that I think anyone could go to the bank and get a small business loan for, um, no matter what their idea is. So it's, it's just very feasible and it doesn't take that much, but uh, it started from the money first and then the cards. What do you look for in a card when you're at the shows and wanting to trade? I tell people good deals. because <laughs> <laughs> People, I get asked so many questions via DM and at shows and everything from people who I've gotten to know or um, who follow my any of my content. And that's mm-hmm. such a common question. Who are you buying? What are you buying? The answer for me is always good deals because I there are guys that aren't the mainstream names in sports where I've 2x, 3x my money on the card for knowing about the card and what its value should be mm-hmm. instead of going, you know, shooting right, staring at the sun and buying who everybody else is buying and the card doesn't move or it even takes down a little bit in value. Can't buy that way. So it's always been a goal to just make good deals or buying yeah. at a percentage of market, you know, utilizing cash and having cash as king and being able to go to a show and realize that, Yes, there's liquidity in our market, but it's not the same as a stock market. You can't click two buttons and know what you're getting. Yeah. So to be able to say to somebody, I'll pay you 
80% in cash for this deal of the average of the market sales. Sometimes it is lucrative and people hop on that and it leaves a percentage to be made off of that deal. The more cash you're working with, the bigger the deal, the more money that percentage is and so on and so forth. So just kind of learning that process. I go in looking for good deals. How has social media helped your business thus far? Oh, it's been huge. I mean, I think... In terms of being able to be connected to people in the industry, I get more opportunities now to buy and deal and trade with so many people that um, I'm very fortunate to have that because of the content. Also, the content in my business has become a revenue stream now, which is, I'm sure, another part of the discussion we'll get to. But in itself, it's now something that I've been able to monetize and use to my advantage in that sense. So it's another revenue stream for my business. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think it's been huge, both on the buying and selling of the cards itself and then the content, being able to sell that as a service or a product. What social media platforms are you using most of your day and why do you see the benefit for those? Um, so TikTok has been my, my main one for sure. And it really allows some pretty volatile growth um, when you're putting out decent content. So it's very, very interesting to be able to put out videos. And like anybody else, I mean, you're at the mercy of an algorithm yeah. and you got to do your best to navigate that. But I just keep telling myself, put out quality and stuff you're proud of and whether the algorithm picks it up or not, as long as you're able to look at the video and kind of cover the vanity metrics and say, hey, that was a good video, then don't worry about it. And the rest yeah. will do itself. And even if it picks up one out of every few videos, which... I've been fortunate to get decently consistent, you know, viewership on there. That's going to work. And no one's going to look at your bad ones. They they see the good ones. Mm -hmm. And so TikTok has been up there. Uh, the whole thing started from Instagram. So I have to say Instagram was a big thing, especially in our community. It's such an easy way to message, send DMs and uh, construct deals. I do business through Instagram. Yeah. So that on the business front is very big for me on the more building of a brand and awareness front. It's TikTok and I'm working on YouTube now. Do you have a team that helps you with creating content or is it solely yourself? So I, I self-taught Adobe Premiere and editing these videos myself and kind of went to YouTube <laughs> University on it and yeah. uh, just wanted to be a, an all tool player be able to be a one-stop shop. I've done everything myself independently. And I think it's really valuable when you don't have to look to anybody else, not opposed to outsourcing things as I grow. And I, I know that has to be part of the goal at a certain point, but uh, everything to this point I've done from business to content all the way through has been just me. Where do you see the card industry, let's say in 10 years, and how do you see your company fitting into there? So I really want to be part of this I guess what you'd call a, a nucleus of the industry. I feel like there's a lot of centerpieces to it. There's a lot of big brands and, and names that are becoming a part of it. But being, a, I've been referred to as a, a niche influencer per se. Mm -hmm. There's only so many of us. And, you know, yes, there's a nice handful, but you're talking about an industry that's now worth into the billions with a B, yeah. big B. Having a handful of people doing the same thing, even if we're competing or trying to be the best at it, there's such a wide range of opportunity there. There's a huge gap. You have that many people that are putting that much money into this space. 
you're going to need a lot of people. Think about how many people influence fashion or food or whatever it might be. Not comparing this to that, but in terms of proportion, there's a huge opportunity in being a centerpiece to this whole thing. So I'd like to think in terms of a brand, being able to be one of the people look at as that's one of the the card guys or that's a like I think the yeah. the first time I spoke to to Zach with with you guys it was uh referred to me as card guy and <laughs> we had a good laugh about that that's a positive thing that means yeah. I'm, I'm doing a good job people look at me and go like that's the guy who knows his cards and does it as a business and people associate you with that so I think that's what I want to be I want to be a big part of seeing this whole thing through. I think that there's so much room to growth. We've seen so many advances in the space and mm-hmm. there's a huge, what I'd say is unsustainable spike during COVID and, and during that pandemic time, the industry exploded, but it's not to say that we're not going to slowly but surely get back to that point. I just, it was unprecedented what happened. We settled yeah. back down, but now I see it regrowing and new brands coming in and groups like Fanatics with you know tons and tons of capital there's a whole different discussion getting involved it just shows me that there's a lot of room to go with this thing and i'm now on that train i'm part of that so it's uh that's kind of what i'm focusing on is building a brand that gets recognized in the mix very exciting to be kind of like the founding father of a niche in the market and i definitely think you hit the jackpot where there was not a lot of influencers in that space which is awesome to hear uh, about. I, I don't know about a founding father, but I, I yeah, <laughs> the no, one of the handful of guys, you know, that there's there's only so many that you can yeah. really name off the top of your head. And there's a lot of different groups and you know, things that I could spend forever explaining part of the, the card breaking industry where people open boxes. Those have some recognizable brands, but in terms of just a person that's in the space, there's only a handful of us that really just work the trade and mm-hmm. uh, make content about it. I wanted to ask your thoughts on the NCAA changing its rules to now allow college athletes to profit off their NIL. How do you see that benefiting them? And do you think they are going to rather stay in college than go pro? I think it's a huge deal. I think it's long overdue, as I think a lot of people feel. These guys have worked hard, gotten themselves to a point where they've established a skill set and they're creating, generating a ton of revenue for these businesses. You can call them universities, they're businesses. So mm-hmm. they have every right to capitalize on what they've generated. So I'm I'm excited to see it. I think it will get a lot more players to go through that process and stay in college maybe for a little bit to see that all the way through because there is that opportunity now it's not oh one you're able to secure a life-changing family changing amount of money and the other you're getting nothing it's now okay like maybe i'll make a little less but i get to go to college and experience that yeah. and learn and you know i i think it presents finally an opportunity for those guys who maybe didn't have a choice they needed to go after that money you don't know these guys situations behind closed doors to mm-hmm. now they're going to be able to uh to navigate that and make a decision it'll it'll definitely be a positive and i think it's well deserved kind of switching gears i want to ask what is your advice that you have for young entrepreneurs trying to break into the business world i would tell them that it is the best decision that i think anyone can make if it's what they think they could want 
if there's any chance that you think you want something of your own, if that's who you are and that's how you operate and you have passions and you know what your interests are, there's nothing better to be able to do. And weighing that compared to going into work and doing something that you don't want to do, having to take it from people that you don't necessarily always have to enjoy being around. There's, it really is something that is worth that effort and is worth some of the pressure that comes in. I think the only thing that prevents people is simply the fear of not being able to succeed or knowing you'll succeed. You never know you're going to succeed. You never know you'll keep your job when you get hired at any of these places. People go as a sense of security. Look at a time like right now, layoff after layoff, sweeping cuts coming through. If you had your own thing, you're the boss that gets to tell you what you're you're making. So it's a double-edged sword. But if you embrace that pressure, that the need for discipline, the need to do it, the rewards are incredible. And I'm not bragging, but it's like in the middle of a day to be able, I'm I'm down in Tampa, like I can go down to the pool on a nice pool day, (laughs) just enjoy that, whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday or whether it's Saturday and Sunday Mm -hmm. and arrange my schedule and my balance my life how I'd like to. There's really nothing like it. So I'd tell them, just take the leap and go for it. And that job that you were thinking about that was going to bring you comfort is always there. But uh, I would say go for it and don't look back. And at worst case, you'll end up there anyway. At least you gave it a shot. Is there a tool or skill that you think contributed to your success? I think for me, it's been sticking to who I am as a person and not letting any anything change who I am through and through in terms of being authentic and genuine and wanting the right things for the right reasons. I think when you chase money, it runs. And uh, when you chase what you're passionate about, I I didn't come up with these quotes, but they've stayed true to me. Um, You know, when when you focus on what you care about most, the money somehow makes its way there and tenfold of what it would have if you just went right after it. So I think that quality of really staying true to who I am and what I enjoy and makes me happy has Mm -hmm. been the number one thing for me. And I think people sense that about me through my content and connecting with me. They understand compared to a lot of people that sometimes put on a facade or have to be something else to do what they're doing. I think they go, wow, this guy, like, that's actually Kyle. That's, this is who this person is. We can relate to him, connect to him and know when he's saying something, it's coming from him and not somewhere else who are your role models growing up and was there somebody that stands out who helped you and mentored you to want to do business so i my dad for sure my dad uh he had his own business that he started up pretty much on a a similar note that wasn't in anything like this space we enjoyed sports together but he was very very involved um in life and health insurance uh, business that he started from the ground up and put his name on, which I thought was special to be able to do something he cared about, which was finding ways to help people. And it certainly was a way to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that that was definitely where I got that business sense from and wanting to. My grandfather also, same thing, started his own business, was still running till he only retired a few years ago. So I, I've seen it. It's kind of in the, the family genes of yeah, we're going to do things our way and find a way to make it work. And so I'm very proud of that. But it's definitely that that close knit family that I've I've gotten that from. Random question. I want to throw that out there. What are your thoughts on March Madness? And who do you think is taking home the crown? Okay, 
this is the most skewed I've ever seen a bracket. I don't think there's any clear cut answers right now. I'm not trying to give a political answer. I just <laughs> think the lines are so, so blurred. I can't even make a pick. I haven't filled out a bracket. I'm just as confused as everybody else is. <laughs> so what I will say is I think it's going to be as much fun as it's ever been because nobody knows what's happening. Even you never technically know, but like legitimately the upsets could be coming from every which way, every seed, every part mm -hmm. of the bracket. So I don't have a pick as of right now. Uh, I've always rooted for Texas A&M, who's like, I think they're a seven seed, um, just because Johnny Manziel was my guy. I went to a school that had no no sports, yeah. you know, anything going on. I went to uh, University of Tampa, so I, I never really made that connection. But my favorite player growing up was Johnny Manziel and obviously A&M. So I just threw that, just kept rooting for them. They had the stadium's Kyle Field. And so, Work. It just, yeah, it, it, it worked. So I, I root for them and that's all I'll say. So, you know, <laughs> go Aggies. That's who I root for. I'm an honorary Aggie, I guess. I know it's not going to happen, but I'm hoping my Michigan State Spartans pull out at least to get to Marquette. And I there you don't go. know if we'll get past them, but I have hope. I, I have hope. Go green. Go, go for it. Thank you. Um, I always ask this, lastly, if you could give it a piece of advice to a teenager college version of yourself, what would you tell them today? Stop stressing. Just keep working. It'll work itself out. You don't need to be stressed. You don't need to be scared. You just need to keep doing the work you're already doing, and it's going to be fine. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. I love that. So for all of our listeners who are in high school, where can they go to find your stuff, what you're doing? So uh, TikTok and Instagram, I cross post a lot between those two king of the cards, cards are spelled with a K. And uh, so both of those pages, and now I'm just starting YouTube, really trying to branch out and, and be everywhere that people mm -hmm. can reach my content. So starting up there as well, if you want to go check that out, I really just opened the door there, but uh, hopefully it'll follow suit with the other pages. I really liked your video of you taking that little guy to the show and it seemed like his whole day was made when you gave him all those cards. I think that's something really special. And a lot of young kids are still into cards. You know, I think this business is never going to go away. No, it's, I think it's just getting started in a lot of ways. So we'll, mm -hmm. we'll see it evolve. But yeah, I appreciate that. That's uh, my buddy, Chris. And <laughs> now they followed my page and got into the space because of it. And it's just one of the many reasons I'm grateful to do it, just having a positive impact, uh, doing something like that that impacts people. So, Well, thank you, Kyle, for coming on. Really loved having you on. See you on cover. Yeah, thank you. It's been awesome.